Before we kick off the regular content on today's show, please enjoy this bonus pregame content that I like to call the mini bottle challenge and Felice makes a boozy snack in the form of ice cream. Yum. Bottle Challenge. I received an anonymous email this week that simply said, Sean, your mission, should you accept it, seek out five mini bottles of bourbon at five different local liquor stores. Each bottle must be unique in nature and hopefully pleasant to the palate. The mini bottles should be worthy of sharing with listeners of the podcast because you will have to choose five lucky listeners via Twitter to receive a bottle and share their experience for future bourbon and branch content. Good luck. Mission accepted. So, today I'll be seeking out the five mini bottles at five local liquor stores with updates as I go. So, I'm about to start the mini bottle challenge. I'm even wearing my Papier Van Winkle t-shirt for good luck. You can't see it, but oh well. I'm going to head to my first stop and look for my first mini bottle. Like the uh, challenge says, it's got to be rare or something highly rated or something that is hard to find. So, Wish me luck. Uh, I'll update you when I get to the first stop. Thanks, guys. So my first stop was Hopscotch and Vinery in Odessa, Texas. They've got two locations. I would say it's more of a middle-of-the-road type of a liquor store. Not really a small mom and pop, but then not really like a big box or a chain type one either. Um, I went ahead and went inside. Uh, didn't have all that great of luck on my first stop. They didn't have any uh, mini bottles that were interesting or rare or anything worth buying. So, But the good news is, the bonus of that, I guess, is that I ended up buying a 200-milliliter bottle, 200 bottle of Wild Turkey 101. So one lucky listener is going to receive a little bit bigger mini bottle of uh, booze or, or bourbon to enjoy. So I'm going to be off to my next stop. Uh, we'll check it out. Hopefully I'll have better luck, and we'll let you know uh, once I get there. Thanks, guys. So I made it to stop number two, <clears throat> Carrie's Liquor, Beer, and Wine in Odessa, Texas. I've only been in the store once briefly. It's definitely more of your smaller local mom-and-pop liquor store. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the inventory. Uh, you know, it could be good, it could be bad. Um, usually a smaller place doesn't always have a great inventory, but, or a selection, but, you know, who knows? There might be something cool in there, you know, collecting dust that I might come out with, so... I'm going to go inside, check it out, see what they've got, and I'll let everybody know. So I had a little bit better luck at Carrie's Liquor, Beer, and Wine. Um, wasn't a great selection, but they did have a few mini bottles. Um, I grabbed some Jim Beam Black, the mini bottles, the 50 milliliters. So that's actually the first mini bottle that I got on my five-stop uh, tour of the mini bottle challenge. Um, but even better, I found uh, some Old Granddad 114. Not the mini bottles, the full bottles. So, you know, it's the 
the fifth, so I'll be keeping that for myself. But we're going to be off to our next stop, and hopefully, you know, we had some decent luck at this one. We'll get better at the next stop. Thanks, guys. So I made it to stop number three. Triple R Beer, Wine, and Liquor. I actually come to this place quite often. Uh, they probably should sponsor the uh, the podcast as much as I buy from here, but that's something I'll have to work on for, you know, for later, for sponsorship. Anyway... I'm familiar with their bottles, their regular size bottles, but I'm not too familiar with their mini bottles. I've never bought those from here before, so I'm going to go inside, check it out, and see what they've got. Wish me luck. Thanks, guys. So I don't know if I would call Triple R Liquor a lucky stop or some place that I actually found something decent. We'll have to see, but I found something interesting. Uh, I don't know if this breaks the rule or not for the uh, mini bottle challenge, but I found mini... um, bags pocket shots of bourbon that have no brand name but hey it's bourbon so we'll check it out so i'm off to my next stop and it'll be the fourth stop and hopefully it'll get a little better i'll find something interesting there and i'll let you guys know when i get there thanks guys so i made it to stop number four pinky's liquor beer and wine it's more of a regional chain in texas uh, it's a bigger stop a bigger space <clears throat> more inventory than the other places I've been to so far. Um, It's actually got an interesting backstory. Pinkies is named after notorious and somewhat famous uh, 1930s era bootlegger Tom Pinky Roden. He was a convicted criminal until he was pardoned by Governor Ma Ferguson back in the 1930s and went on to become a very successful businessman like many bootleggers of the era and opened up several liquor stores and um it's sort of like the uh, mainstay liquor store in the area that i live in here in odessa and throughout west texas northwest texas so i'm gonna go inside check out the inventory see what they've got hopefully i'll have some luck and find some cool mini bottles we'll let you know thanks guys so stop number three at pinky's netted maker's mark mini bottles so i mean it's good stuff. It's not rare or, you know, something different or intriguing, but nonetheless, it's a little bit better, a little step up. So sort of glad that I found those. At least it kind of keeps the ball rolling and we'll move on to our fifth and final stop. And hopefully we'll find something different there and keep this thing going and, you know, keep the mini bottle challenge alive. Thanks guys. So I made it to my fifth and final destination, Western Beverage Western Beverage is also another bigger chain type one. I think it's actually a national chain. Um, I don't go here quite often. They don't really have a great selection. And this one's actually in a shopping strip, so who knows what's going to happen. It's next to Target, next to other places. So let's see what happens. We're going to go in, check it out, see what we can find. Hopefully we'll have some good luck and get some decent mini bottles to end the uh, the mini bottle challenge and, you know, make the trip and all the worthwhile. Thanks, guy. Thanks, guys. Sorry. So that completes the mini bottle challenge. Um, It didn't go quite as well as I wanted to. I didn't really find anything super out of the ordinary or rare or interesting. Things that you usually can find at just about any liquor store across the country, I guess, is kind of the way it ended up. Uh, Western beverages, I did find some early times. uh, A little bit bigger than mini bottles. They're a step above those, so I went ahead and got those. So, you know, hey, at least it's something. And like I've always said, hey... The best kind of bourbon is free bourbon, and which, you know, I'm going to be sending these out to uh, lucky listeners. Um, that's part of the mini bottle challenge, and I hope that people enjoy the podcast and maybe enjoy a sip and we'll sort of like, uh, 
you know, talk about it and share experiences. Um, the good thing about doing this mini bottle challenge is that I'm next to a grocery store, so I'm about to go in there and get the ingredients to make Kentucky Mules for tonight. So that'll be a, something that kind of like a, a nice bonus to the to the whole mini bottle challenge. And I'm kind of seeing this as being something I can do in the future. You know, when I travel to other cities that have more and you know different types of liquor stores and shops to to go through, I can find some interesting ones, and we'll try maybe round two in the future. But once again, I just want to say, you know, thanks for listening to the show, and everybody have a great day, a great week, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Thanks, guys. Alexa, what is bourbon? Bourbon whiskey is distilled from a mash of corn, malted rye, and aged in charred oak barrels. Welcome to the Bourbon and Branch podcast. Today is Sunday, March 4th, 2018. And today's boozy snack will be Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon, which I'll review later in the show. Now for a little Bourbon 101. Bardstown, Kentucky is home to the annual Bourbon Festival held each September. It has been called the Bourbon Capital of the World by the Bardstown Tourism Commission and the Kentucky Bourbon Festival organizers who have registered the phrase as a trademark. It is a week-long event dedicated to celebrating the history and art of distilling bourbon whiskey. The event started in 1992 and today draws more than 50,000 visitors each year. The event is home to the World Championship Bourbon Barrel Relay, a barrel rolling race between many of the Kentucky distilleries. The razors use 55-gallon wooden barrels filled with water and the total weight of each barrel is approximately 500 pounds. As always, the best part of the annual bourbon festival is that attendees get the opportunity to sample many different types of bourbon and whiskey. Now for the latest bourbon news. Texans buy more spirits than other American drinkers. Being born and raised in Texas, I don't know if I should be proud or disturbed, but nevertheless, it was announced by Drizzly, the largest online alcohol marketplace in the United States this week, that drinkers in Austin and Houston, Texas, order more booze than other major American cities. Twelve different American cities were analyzed, and Austin and Houston accounted for close to 50% of Drizzly's spirit sales, more than any other city in the, in the study. Jane joins Johnny. Johnny Walker, the long-standing and popular blended scotch, announced this week that a variant of their Black Label selection will be released as Jane Walker to showcase the brand's commitment to progress. The variant is meant to recognize the important role women have played in the iconic brand's history. Booker's first release of 2018, Kathleen's Batch. It was announced this week that Kathleen DiBenedetto, the current head of luxury marketing at Beam Centauri, will be honored with the first release of Booker's Small Batch, this year's bourbon series. Deeb Nadetto worked her way up at the iconic bourbon brand from the labor end all the way up to her current role with the, with the company. She played a critical role in developing and promoting many of the company's small batch and limited release bourbons, and having the top of their beam line released in her honor was probably long overdue. Rebel Yale Bourbon kicks off Rebel and Records contest. Rebel Yale Bourbon announced their nationwide Rebel and Records contest where hundreds will win weekly prizes and three lucky people will win the ultimate private concert experience as well as a custom hi-fi record playing system and other vinyl prizes. 
The contest invites Rebel Yell fans to upload a photo of themselves letting their rebel spirit be heard at www.rebel.com. Now for some bourbon history. Did a preacher invent bourbon? Probably not, but who cares? We still love it. Elijah Craig was an American preacher, educator, capitalist, and entrepreneur during the 18th and early parts of the 19th centuries. He has dubiously been credited with the invention of bourbon whiskey. In 1789, he founded a distillery in what was Fayette County and later part of Woodford County, Kentucky. Craig has often been given the historical honor of being the first to age whiskey in charred oak barrels. While there is some debate on the validity of this accomplishment, there is no debating as the process that makes bourbon so delicious and unique. So next time you crack open and enjoy a dram of Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, pour a little on the ground to honor your homie, the good Reverend Craig. Never mind. The stuff is too tasty to waste. Just sip and enjoy. Now for a bit of bourbon trivia. The proof of a bourbon or other spirit is a measure of its alcoholic strength defined in the United States as twice the percentage of alcohol by volume. So, for example, the bourbon that goes into the barrels at 125 proof is 62.5% alcohol. The term comes from 18th century Britain, where sailors proved their rum rations were not watered down by splashing gunpowder with the spirit and then igniting it. If the powder burned, the rum was legit. Now it's time for the boozy snack review. Today I'm sampling Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Woodford, Woodford Reserve Bourbon is distilled in both pot and column stills from, from a mash bill of 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. There's no age statement on the bottle, but it's said to be aged an average of seven years. It's produced at the Woodford Reserve Distillery in Versailles, Kentucky, and retails for an average of $40 to $45 for a 750-milliliter bottle. Okay, so let's go to the nose. On the nose, I get the common vanilla, oak, and honey notes, as well as some slight citrus notes. There's a bit more of an alcohol note than I'd expect for a 90 proof bourbon, but it's not overpowering. It smells really good. Okay, let's take a sip of this. Okay, on the palate, it's immediate sugar sweetness, but it's a bit thin. I get the vanilla and oak flavor up front and a bit more of the citrus and rye spice on the back of the palate. The alcohol in the nose is not noticeable on the tongue. In fact, Woodford drinks a little light. It's really not a bad thing. <clears throat> Give me a taste of it. The finish is more spicier than the start. I get a little bit more pepper and oak with a slight burn, but it's pleasant throughout. It's not one of those like burns that goes down your throat. It's sort of like just kind of a slight, you know, a nice spice to it. 
like I said, it's definitely on the lighter side, but it does have enough complexity to be you know, an enjoyable sipper. Okay, for the grain. For taste, I'd give it uh, a C plus to a B minus. It's got decent complexity, but a bit underwhelming. Um, for value, I'd go with the C. At 40 to 45, it's a bit overpriced. I think if it was 30 to $35, it would be more reasonable and be definitely, you know, one you'd want to keep, you know, in your, your rotation, your bourbon rotation. Uh, for availability, I'd give it an A. I can't remember a time I didn't see Woodford sitting on a liquor store shelf, you know, any liquor store shelf for that matter. So overall, I'd say Woodford Reserve deserves a B. It won't knock your socks off, but it's a solid and available enough bourbon for sipping, or I'm sure, you know, it makes good cocktails. So let's finish this show up with some shout outs and thank yous to podcasters that I listen to and inspire me to continue this bourbon podcasting adventure. First off, Tony and Jason at the Vice Lounge Online Podcast, where they like to say casino gaming, premium cigars, and fine adult beverage beverages genuinely equal bliss. Also, Mark, Karen, and Tony at the 360 Vegas Podcast, a must-listen for anyone who loves the Neon Oasis. Also, on that Vegas note, head over and listen to Chris at Faces and Aces Las Vegas, where what happens in Vegas ends up on his podcast. Then there's Julian and Shane at the Vegas Confessions podcast, where they share stories and experiences directly from Sin City. And finally, Adam over at the Travel Fanboy podcast, the podcast for unabashed budget travelers. Please take a little time to subscribe and listen to these awesome podcasts. They're all entertaining, informative, and downright fun. Finally, please follow my podcast, Bourbon and Branch, on Twitter. That's at Burb in Branch Pod, B-O-U-R-B, the letter N. B-R-A-N-C-H-P-O-D, Bourbon Branch Pod, or on Instagram, at Burb and Branch, that's B-O-U-R-B-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H, or join the Facebook group, Bourbon and Branch Podcast. You can also email the show at bourbonandbranchpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, remember that there is no wrong way to enjoy bourbon, especially with friends and family sharing stories, laughs, and pours. Cheers, everyone. Mm -hmm.